everybody. Thank you for tuning in to the Stuff I Heard podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Peak, and I happen to have another episode with Joshua Treadaway. Hey, buddy. What's going on, man? Oh, not much. I uh, got to watch some very interesting football this weekend. Uh, yeah. Not what I expected. <laughs> no. Um, Kansas City's defense made Buffalo look a little rough. Yeah. Uh, and, did not expect uh, uh, did not expect them to handle Buffalo as as well as they did. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna step away one second. I'm sorry. I gotta that's fine. Down. That's fine. Um, <clears throat> so anyway, uh, we're doing a uh, podcast here via Zoom. If you guys ever want to check out the podcast on YouTube, uh, just look up stuff I heard or my name Joshua Peak, and you'll see my videos and all sorts of lovely content that that includes. Um, that way you can get to see our lovely faces because once in a while we do look presentable. It's rare, but it happens. Um, okay. but anyway, so welcome back. Right, That's fine. Uh, so yeah, the Kansas city chiefs did make Buffalo look ordinary. I mean, for a season that we've seen Buffalo look better than they've looked since the what nineties, eighties, something eighties. Yeah. I mean, this has been one of their best teams and, you know, they showed a statistic during the game that Josh Allen threw for um, 10 touchdowns like three years ago, 20 touchdowns the year after, and then 40 touchdowns this year. And it's like, so if the numbers are skewing right, then he should throw 80 next year, right? And I'm like, God, <laughs> probably not. Well, but if they, go, if they go out and get somebody to catch the ball outside of Stephon Diggs, maybe so. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're just, to me, they're just missing a few offensive weapons. Their defense still look good, even though, I mean... Look, let's be honest. Kansas City's offense is just high-powered, undeniable. Um, what's the guy uh, number ten from from them? Oh, the Hill. Tyreek Hill. Yeah, Tyreek Hill. He he took a little slant and all of a sudden almost took it to the house. They show they showed a statistic on all of his little go routes that just seem to to they just position him all over the field. But basically, he can take any route as a go route across the middle. And there's no defending it. I mean, his speed is just ridiculous. I saw more than one play where he's on the left side. He runs to the right and then outruns the guy that's guarding him on his left side to catch the ball in on an out route. And I'm like, how, how did you, it's, that, that speed is just undeniable. I mean, God. And like they say, you can't teach speed. I mean, that's just something that's just, you know. Well, and when you have that kind of threat, how are you going to defend against people like Kelsey or any of their other wide receivers that are right. I mean, going to be open? How many times was Kelsey wide open? Yeah. Or you have the threat of Mahomes running. No, it's, 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 it's a dare juggernaut offensively and decent defensively. They looked really good all season long. They've been kind of sketchy here and there, but literally in that game, their defense was top notch. I mean, the only game that we've watched them not look good was when the Raiders came to their house and beat them which was totally unexpected. I don't think anybody thought that they would come in there and win the way they did. But I mean, that's the only game that they've looked somewhat normal as a team. Uh, I don't know what was going on with them personally, or if they just took the week off or like, it's just the Raiders. We're not worried about them. Or maybe the coach was like, you know what? We could miss, we could lose midseason. I could use this as motivation. I mean, maybe they tried out some stuff and was just like, let's just see what happens. I mean, sometimes it's just, you know, that's why they play the game. You know, on paper, on paper, Kansas City destroys them. Yeah. They just any given Sunday. I mean, yeah. Raiders, of course, Raiders out of their mind. Of course, that takes us right to the NFC with Tampa Bay and 
the Green Bay Packers, I mean, I was, I was really feeling like this was going to be Green Bay's year. I mean, Aaron Rodgers was playing at the top of his game. All of their components seem to be coming together with offense and defense, and they just didn't get it done. Well, they didn't, but here's the thing. They were playing 13 men. I mean, even though he's not wearing that Patriot jersey, those those black and white stripers were still giving him every single benefit of every single call. And then the one that saved the game for him, the pass interference, there was a holding call that didn't get called in the backfield. Green Bay was getting choked out from a guy behind him so Brady could throw the ball where the guy touched his foot together because they were running. They didn't actually pull on him, and then they tripped him. Well, actually, he did grab his jersey as he was falling, but – the fact is, is there was a hold that should have been called before the throw was even thrown. But Mr. Brady, who the NFL wants to have in the Super Bowl so they can have big ratings. They love him. They do. Yeah. They want to have they they they, they want to have Brady and Mahomes, the 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 old old bar and the new, I mean the new the new guy. You know, even uh even with uh Green Bay losing, I mean, give it up to the Green Bay Packers for playing really strong. I mean, they look good all season. Aaron Rodgers is still at the top of his game. I don't care what anybody says about his age being an issue. I don't think it's an issue at all. Um, no. I just think they they just, like you said. Well, they, they, lost, they lost the running back early in the game. Yeah. That's a big part of their offense is, is the play yeah. action. Yeah. So losing that hurt. And then they really don't have a second wide receiver outside uh, Devontae Edwards. I mean, Adams. Right. I mean, he, he, I mean every time you looked at it, the last, the last couple of drives – he was going trying to go trying to go to Adams and they were double covered. Yeah. Well, that's a problem when you're a one-dimensional team at a certain point. I mean, and that's the goal of every defense is to try to make you one-dimensional and they did it. And that's what happened with Buffalo as well. I mean, their running back wasn't full strength and so they had to go just and Diggs they just double teamed him and he couldn't. I mean, he had what? I think eight catches for like 70 something yards. Yeah. And that was that was at crunch time because they had to throw the ball later on. But I mean, before that, he was—he had like six catches for like 18 yards. I looked at the screen when I was at work, and I was like, "They're covering Diggs, and if they cover Diggs, they've got nobody else." I mean, they've got—they've got, they've got uh, what's his name? They got from Dallas. Um, I can't remember his name. I don't know. Little, little little slot guy. I mean, he can catch little quick little slant passes, but Diggs is their really only offensive weapon at the time. Well, and even with these being the top players of the last four teams playing, there were a lot of drop balls from everybody that were, should have been caught. I mean, it always amazes me at the catches that you see the ball thrown right at them and it hits their hands and they're like, ah. <laughs> and I'm like, come on. That's when I yell at the TV. You had one job. Catch, <laughs> catch the yeah, ball. I saw, I, saw, I saw Kelsey drop one right in the middle over the over the middle, and I was just like, seriously, and nobody around him either. He's only dropped like two passes, and they they had some kind of statistics, and he's only dropped like two passes in the last hundred thrown to him. I'm like, holy crap, what a statistic! <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's that. Uh, I don't know. It, it's going to make for a fun Super Bowl. Um, Again, like you said, how are how are Kansas City going to defeat against the uh, referees in that game? Uh, I mean, it, it, it's the the NFL is listed as an entertainment establishment. It is as, as the same as the WWE is. So, like they protect they protect their investment. So they did the same as the NBA, the, the same as every other sports team out there. It's all entertainment. They're selling you entertainment for advertising space. 
they don't realize it yet, but they're just NASCAR drivers that do fancier stuff. I just think with football, it's a lot more easy for them to kind of control the flow. Yeah. Of course, we did hear about the big scandal with the NBA where that referee came out saying, oh, yeah, we, we oh, yeah, adjusted the game to make our points so that our bookies could make our money. And it's like... <laughs> oh, without a doubt. And I mean, I'm sure that's in uh, you know, all the point. I'm just saying with, with football in general, th- see, basketball, they do it more like right around the end. You can always tell kind of like, you know, because it's always just, you know, little touch fouls here and there they can call. NFL can change a game anytime they want with a pass interference call. Yeah. I mean, that, 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 that's just, that, that's, that's one of my, that's been one of my biggest things about the NFL, you know, again, why college to me is better because it pass interference in the, in the college is 15 yards in first down. It's not, yeah. 80, it's not 80 yards down the field on the one yard line. Yeah. But there is a lot more money to be made in college because the players are getting robbed. I mean, well, yeah, it's a farm I mean, team and they're just getting used. Well, yeah, I mean, we're, 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 I mean, we were discussing that with somebody else. I don't remember who I was discussing it with. We were talking about the fact that, you know, they're getting ready to hopefully start doing that pay-for-play yeah. college thing, which will allow hopefully any EA sports to bring back NCAA football because that's the game I miss the most ever. Well, not only that, but, I mean, athletes across the board, you know, are not able to make a living because they're having to practice so much and play games and be ready, and they're told they can't make money outside of – the football you know, or outside of whatever sport it is off their name or their Jersey. There's players who get in trouble for like trading somebody, their Jersey for favors for haircuts. Like, like the Ohio state guys who sign, sign, sign footballs and stuff for t- free tattoos. Right. Right. Or, you know, there was a big scandal back when um, USC had the big come out in, in Southern California saying, oh, yeah, that's where the money is. That's where we're all going, you know, back in the Reggie Bush scandal area of, oh, yeah. you know, that whole thing, saying that they all got paid big bucks to go play at USC. And it was just one guy mouthing off who kind of opened up the door for a lot of people knowing what was going on. And I guess he was just so dumb, he didn't think anybody was listening. But but then, I mean, you know, then, of course, then, of course, you also got the Ed O'Bannons that kind of did their research and did, you know, the studies and see how much money the NCAA is making off of these players, and these players can't make anything out of it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a crime. I mean, really, it is. Um, <clears throat> and I've, I've been on both sides of the fence on this because I, I always try to look at an argument and then debate it from both sides to see the points. And if for anything else, it gives me sort of an understanding of – why someone be for it and someone be against it. And I don't think enough people do that whenever they're contemplating an issue. But really, I mean, that was one of the first times that I had taken sort of a hard stance on feeling like um, it was a crime, but it was also something that was hard to fix because a lot of that money then goes to the school, which then also supports all these other sports for people to play. I mean, a lot of people don't talk about it, but football basically pays for everybody's program within their school. I mean, it, well, yeah. you can't have your chess team go and play and make money. I mean, but, or your diving team, but you're getting money from your football team in order to have all that other stuff happen. I mean, right, your football kind of generates the money for all of that. Right. And I get it. And they're always, and, 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 and there's always, well, they're getting a free, they're getting a free, free, free education. So that's part of their payment. Yeah. Same time, I mean, if you don't give them some kind of second, you know, someone offers them a free meal, they're going to take it. Oh, yeah, NCAA infraction. The rules for the NCAA need to be really looked at and adjusted. Well, like I had to take an ethics thing one time online about, you know, is this is this seen as legal or is this seen as what what was the terminology? Is this um, 
a perk or is this a an infringement or something like that? Some something having to do with, you know, the questionnaire was really hard to understand. It was like if you got tickets to the Friday night game and you give them to a customer, is that considered uh, legal or is that considered like you just being friendly? So there was all kind of like ethical questions about the ethics of whether or not you you should legally be allowed to give customers things, or is it like a quid pro quo type situation where you're expected to get something back in return? Well, so, I mean, it, it is, but it's also kind of not mentioned. It's kind of like a, a understood kind right. of thing. When Christy gets her tickets from the U.S. Foods people for the Gamecock games, you know, it's understood that they're doing it as a favor to her because she does good numbers for them. But at the same time, it's also kind of understood that she's going to order some, you know, more products. Allegedly. Allegedly. We don't allegedly. know that for sure. We don't know that for sure. Allegedly. Allegedly that that, that happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know of, um, I mean, I work for a food company and there's a competitor food company that I know of that openly gives contracts. They give money to customers to get them to sign a contract saying that they'll do business 100% with them. So let's just say that you own josh's cafe okay and this company comes up to you and says hey we'll give you 10 grand if you sign up for us and you go well i could use these i could really use 10 grand and you're like all right so what's the catch oh nothing you just do 100 percent business with us for the next year and and you know we'll just we'll be happy to have your business and you're like okay so the average person who owns josh's cafe um is not going to think about the fact that they're going to get their money back and they're going to make a profit so when you start getting your first order, you go, okay, so these are some new packages. I got to get used to them, you know, whatever. We'll figure out which items to get. But you start noticing on your bill, hey, I'm paying like three times as much for this as I used to. Well, yeah, because they got to make that 10 grand back. Now, yeah. most people <clears throat> will do that and they'll go, well, that's fine. I understand. They're trying to make some money back. That's fine. Whatever. I got my 10 grand up front and that's what I really needed because I needed to update my cooler or I needed to pay my hostess for blah, 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 whatever the situation is. Um, people are creatures of habit. So they'll get into that and they'll, they won't change anything. They'll just keep everything going like it was before. And they, they'll just, they'll just keep trucking right along. So that year passes by and somebody else comes in and says, Hey, we'd like some of your business. He goes, ah, I signed a contract with these guys, even though it may be over a year, they forget about that fact. So I don't know. I don't know the legality of that or if it's a, or if it falls under the, the contract, situation but then i mean you may have a situation where uh an unscrupulous company comes along and says hey i got tickets to the masters if you guys want them i mean you know you know winky winky come help me come help us out and i mean there's all this questionable stuff that happens and that's just on the corporate side of things i mean and for sports there's all kinds of avenues where you have athletes all across the board you can't monitor everybody what they're doing I mean, like you said, if you've got a guy who's struggling to pay his bills or uh, let's take it another step. Let's say you, you're women's basketball, okay? And you may be a star on women's basketball, but I mean, they're not getting a lot of money for their sport. They're getting their money basically from college football, but <clears throat> they're out there playing a sport. They're trying to, make, trying to make a way. Most college athletes will never make it into the professionals. And even if you do, there's a very slim chance that you'll make it past a year, no matter what the sport is. So you're a college athlete, female playing basketball, and someone says, hey, you know, I really like watching you guys play. How about a jersey? And, uh, and I'll work you out a deal in this car. I mean, yeah, sure. 
how do you how do you monitor that? How do you say no? I mean, <laughs> there's a lot of stuff. That you're like, hey, that sounds like a good deal for me because you know it's kind of a kind of a win for me and a win for you. Um, yeah, I mean, and it, and it technically it is a win for both. It shouldn't it shouldn't be an infraction, but in, unfortunately, in today's rules and regulations, it is. You know, and a lot of that stuff I think has to go back to gambling and and how a lot of people have this puritan puritanical view of of how it's not right and you know it was it wasn't right for a long time because it was controlled by the mafia i mean we we'll always, we'll always remember the chicago black Sox. i mean the big scandal of the world series of them throwing the game but <clears throat> there is that portion of it that does leave a bad smudge on the game and you know it always throws back into question whether they're going to one day forgive Pete Holmes and or, or Pete Rose and give him a pass no. into the Hall of Fame. He, he won't get in while he's alive. They will I mean, never let him in while he's alive. Do you think they'll posthumously induct him I and think, say? I think posthumously he'll get in eventually, but they will never let him in while he's alive to be able to accept the not the the the, the Hall of Fame nomination. I, I truly believe, and, and and it's a shame. I mean, look, the guy made some major mistakes in his life. Did he gamble on baseball? Yes, I do believe. Did he gamble on his own games? Yes, I do believe he did. But the Hall of Fame is for what you did on the field, and there's no doubt in our minds that he is one of the greatest baseball players that ever played the game in our lifetime. Well, not only that, but, like, he he openly admitted it. He's like, yeah, I did, and I gambled on myself to win. Like, I was... Right. He said he never, he never, he said, well, he says he never gambled on himself to lose. Right. And I, that I disagree with. That's That's where I think he's lying. Because he knows that if he does that, then he tarnishes the game and his 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 heritage. But That's I think fair. He did. I do think he did. That's why I think everyone believes that he did as well in the writers in in, in the writers um, association that, that vote for the Hall of Fame. That's why he will never be able to see it and 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 be able to accept it while he's alive. Once he's gone, I do believe they will posthumously put him in the Hall of Fame, or with a with an asterisk mark with like an asterisk. Bond. And yeah, he did steroids, but look at all the home runs he hit. Right. But see, now that affects the actual game on the field. What Pete Rose did did not affect the game on the field of his play. Now, his coaching, maybe so. But I don't think he went up there and struck out because he can't he can't win or lose the game by himself. Now, as a manager, he can adjust things here, there, put a different pitcher in, that kind of thing where he could adjust the actual game itself. And he could set himself to maybe lose a game because it's not going to hurt him in the standings, but it'll help him in his bookie. But playing the game, I think he played the game wholeheartedly 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just watching him play. When I was a kid watching him play, I was amazed at him. I mean, what was, with, without, the, without the tarnished record, he has the record for the what? The most base hits? Most hits in, a game, in, in baseball for a yeah. career. Yeah. Incredible. Just incredible. Yeah. Speaking of back, so real quickly back to I got in my head. Did you ever see the episode, the, the South Park episode? With the Crack Baby Basketball Association? No. If you get a chance, look that one up. Crack Baby Basketball Association? Crack Baby Basketball Association. You will – the conversation we just had about NCAA football and how they're basically uh, um, being used, they touched on it so well. You will will literally – you will probably text me or call me after the episode – just out of the conversation we just had. Okay. I'll make a note. I'm writing it down. Okay. Crack baby. Crack baby what? Crack baby basketball association. Association. South Park. <clears throat> 
I don't know if that's the exact name of the of the episode or how you can look it up, but it's it's the episode is based on that whole idea. So I'm sure that you can find it using that information. But okay. watch that and then think about the conversation we just had and how that why that popped in my head. I'll look it up. All right. So real quickly, while on I on a second second, did you watch WandaVision yet? I did. I watched the first two right after we had our conversation. Uh-huh. Um, and then I watched the third one on Friday when it came out. I watched it that morning. Um, do you want to comment on it first? Well, here's my thing. I just wanted to see, okay, I watched the first two and it was campy to me, but I liked it because I grew up watching Nick at night. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of that whole kind of thing, but at the same time, like I told you, when there were little there were little things here and there, there were hints that there was some really stuff weird going on. Yeah, and then that third episode that just came out this past Friday kind of led into what exactly I thought was going to happen is that this is this is going to get really good pretty quick. Well, okay, so a couple things. Um, I do like the nod to old Nick at Night, you know, type shows um, and the fact that they simulated some of those circumstances and some of the costumes and some of the dialogue and and stuff like that. Um, I don't like it, though. You don't like it? Um, I don't care for it, no. Um, Because, and I read this comment on, there's, there's several different, you know, posts or or pages on Facebook that talk about it. And I heard somebody comment. He said they should have released this as just a really long movie instead of as a series that comes out weekly because there's not enough to grab the viewer to want to watch further to find out the big reveal. There's, And I kind of agree with that. I, I think that they sort of missed on their option to show a little more of the, this is what's going on from the outside in. Um, we're three, three episodes in. If anybody's watched three episodes, uh, we're going to do spoilers here. Okay. So if you don't want to hear that part, skip this part. <laughs> so, uh, you know, the opening scene, you know, where you see the first episode is in black and white. There are some, some images of, things going awry, even though they're trying to put on this airs of we're just normal people in this normal neighborhood. And look, honey, we have normal problems. And they're, they sort of do the nod to each other as, you know, vision doesn't eat because he's not human. Um, but he's supposed to look human. So he's using his powers supposedly, even though he's not really alive, this is all Wanda. This is all in her head. Everything that you see is all in her head. She's creating all of this separate universe type thing. Um, Leading into that, there are moments where things go off the rails and it's because maybe she's having a hard time keeping it all together. Maybe there's too many variables that's that's playing out and she's trying to assess it. There's conversations that the two of them have or she asks some questions. What is this date supposed to mean? And, you know, and he's like, I don't know. And he's supposed to know because he's a robot. Like he's, he's an android, and a sentient quick, AI source. Quick little side note on that. Did you happen to see what date that was? Jan- January 23rd? August 23rd. August 23rd. So you, you felt a little special moment there. Yeah. Just, you know, they're like, they have my birthday circled. Yeah, you know. Oh, it was hearted, but yes, no, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, just, I just, I just thought that was, but no, I agree with you on that part. I just, for me, I actually did like the aspect that it drew, drew me in. Like, I mean, I would watch it as a movie and I understand how that would be instant gratification, mm-hmm. but, and 
I saw enough subtleties that I knew there was something going awry that, you know, obviously this was, you know, some kind of, you know, manufactured universe kind of thing. And it caught me enough that I'm okay with, like, I actually liked it. Okay. Well, um, I mean, and we do see images of the black and white being slurred with color. I mean, there's the thing where she cuts her hand on the glass and you see the red blood and it's like, okay, is this because that's really her getting hurt or is this her losing control of the environment because she's trying to control so many different variables with different characters and everything else? Or are these characters real? Are they real and she's just superimposing what, what they say and do in her mind? or somehow making them do it because she's changing their reality, which I think is going to be the case. I mean, there's a lot of things that are happening and we're not supposed to know everything yet. Right. And, and that, that, that final, that well, one of the final scenes when the, uh, the lady comes over and then all of a sudden she's gone. And then she ends up in the real world, like kicked out of like Wanda, Wanda's world. That's when I realized, yo, this is totally like I thought I knew it was Wanda's world, but I thought maybe someone was like manipulating a little bit here and there. No, this is totally in her head. Right. She, she, she she's gone to a deep, dark place because Vision's gone after um in end game. Well, not only that, but when she she's kicked out of her. that world, you see big spotlights all in a circle and like tents set up and helicopters going right. around, and you're like, you see sort of an image of this. Like, like, like a bubble, like a, like like a, a bubble, like a big energy bubble around something. And you're like, right. has she like taken over some aspect of society and like she's controlling everybody in the town and what they see and do. And maybe this is part of it. Now there was that moment where they hear the weird sound and she notices the, the character coming out of the manhole and he's like in a bee outfit and has bees buzzing around him yeah, and, and, said, and no. she stops and she's like, no, not yet. And she somehow backs it up and I'm like, wait, what the hell just happened? You know, um, I, I don't know what that's supposed to be about. I, I, so that doesn't intrigue you enough to make you want to watch the next episode. I'm going to keep watching it because I know it's going to have a payoff. I mean, they're not dumb. I mean, the people at Marvel know what they're doing. And I'll be honest, I did not know enough about the Scarlet Witch before this happened. Um, when she appeared in Avengers, I didn't know who she was. Like well, I, was, neither, I was. And the funny thing is, neither, neither did Thanos, apparently. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to change that. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I don't even know who you are. She goes, you will. I'm like. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> so, I mean, we were familiar with Vision at least being the voice, you know, inside of Tony Stark's AI. Um, but then like I've been watching these YouTube videos that are supposed to like explain a lot of the stuff and it's talking about comic books that came out where they had a love affair the two of them and, you know, they apparently had twins and the twins are supposed to be, you know, super powered as well and there's this whole saga of things that happens with these twins. So in this show, they have the twins. So is there's the nod of, okay, is this going to be how the twins are born through her weird psychic ability to do all of this stuff? I mean, is this, is this how they're going to write it into there? I don't know. The, there was a scene where she finds the, the helicopter in the bushes, the little toy RC helicopter in the bushes. And it's like red and yellow and it has some weird insignia on the, on the front cab. And I'm like, what is that? I mean, it's sort of like Iron Man colors, but it's, but it's not Iron Man. It's not anything to do with Iron Man, but why is that in the bushes? And what is it? Why is it color and everything else is black and white? What is this supposed to signify? I, do, I don't know. If I'm not mistaken, I can't remember for sure. Cause I'm, I'm getting a little older. My brain's getting switchy. But when, when her, when, when her brother got shot, 
the rifleman was in that helicopter. Okay. It, was, it, was, it was a marksman and he was supposed to shoot her and her brother ran out in front of her and took the bullet. So maybe this is the helicopter from the show, from the, mo- from the movie? Right. Do you, do you, remember, you remember when they, uh, when they fought? Um, vaguely. When they fought um, um, Ultron. Ultron, yes. Yeah. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, there was a helicopter and her brother was shot from that, I believe. I mean, so far, so far, I don't like the show. I mean, my wife's asked me, she's like, she's like, you like it? I'm like, no. She's like, are you, you going to keep watching? I go, yes. She goes, of course you are. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm an right? optimist at the most. I mean, I'm like, come on, this has got to pay off somewhere. But also, like, again, Marvel, the people working there are not dummies. I mean, they're going to make this have a payoff at some point, And they're going to be like, oh, this is what it was all supposed to be. But I agree with that one guy who commented and said they should have released this, like, all at once or you know, had it as a, a really long movie so they could just show you everything. Cause this week to week thing is, is going to lose audience watching it. it which is, is, I'm okay with it. Which is I, another I, thing. I, I, I'm one of the, I'm one of the few, I guess that I, I like the concept of it. I like the fact I don't necessarily need instant gratification. I don't necessarily need to binge watch, you know, a show all the way through right at the beginning, just so I can, you know, know everything's going on. I'm okay with going from week to week, you know, yeah, now, granted, like the Mandalorian, you know, each episode kind of like was a little mini mini series, and, and mm-hmm. so you know, you knew at the end of it, there was still more coming, but you had a you had a beginning, a middle, and an end. Yeah, this doesn't have that. Yeah, yeah, and that's I, a good I point. I get that concept, and a lot of people, especially your younger your younger kids nowadays, they're so used to instant gratification that they're not going to probably watch the rest of this, or they're going to wait until it's over and then watch it all at once. But it's also going to throw off your average viewer who don't know any part of it, like me, who's just watched the movies, they're going to start watching and go, I don't get it. And they're going to, they're going to stop watching. I mean, I know that one of the things that Netflix, Amazon, um, Disney plus HBO, all these to all a cart type programmings are struggling with right now is keeping an audience because a lot of times people will sign up for a service. They'll watch the show and then they'll quit. Like they, they can't, they cancel their service and they're like, we're seeing a huge, I read this online. They're seeing a huge influx of subscribers and people who drop them as soon as they finish a series that's considered popular. I mean, that happened with HBO with game of Thrones, game of Thrones, you know, shot their, their stock through the roof. And it was at the time the most pirated show on TV. Um, but then once game of Thrones went off, their subscription rate just went, I mean, well, Disney that, said the same thing. Yeah. With Mandalorian. Mandalorian. So like that's the reason why they decided to wait another season and bring it two seasons and then throw in this now and then next next comes the book of boba. There's gonna be a lot more stuff because they realize that they're gonna that's the reason why I think they're doing it this way, is that they're keeping the subscription instead of releasing it all at once and everybody yeah, see, and, and we're in a position right now that we signed up for a three year deal ahead of time because we're Disney card holders. Um, our, our chase visa is tied in through Disney for our points, which we have a trip plan because of the points. But anyway, um, <clears throat> there was a special offer that said, if you sign up for three years, it's basically like $3 a month. And, and my wife was like, Hey, $3 a month. And they just bought star Wars and they're going to have Marvel. And I was like, sounds like a deal to me. Yeah. $3 <laughs> like, a month. Why not? So we signed up for it and I'm glad we did. But like, if we didn't, if we were just the, the casual person who waited to watch the Mandalorian, we would have canceled as soon as Mandalorian went off and then signed up for it again at the, at the beginning of season two. And we would have signed off at the end of season two. And then with this WandaVision thing, I'd have gone online and seen the reviews and went, nah, screw it. We'll just wait for season three to come out of Mandalorian. I mean, that's really, 
something that Disney is fighting uphill against. Well, yeah. But I mean, that's something that Disney sort of has to fight uphill against is how do we get people to sign on so that we can get some revenue coming in? I mean, I know even with their, you know, COVID standards and stuff like that and trying to regulate people at the parks, they're struggling to make money. I mean, there's a lot of these companies out there that are, that are legitimately hoping that people stream their service to make money. And Netflix is not immune to that. And Netflix, you know, has a history of coming out with good shows and they still do. But at the same time, they got a lot of competitors now. And, you know, if Blockbuster's taught us one thing in life is that if you're at the top, there's only one way to go. Yep. There's always somebody gearing up to take you down and they're going to come up with a better mousetrap. I mean, I watched a lot of stuff on Amazon plus Amazon prime lately that I thought, Dang, this is so good. And and I'll, I'll look through other stuff they have. And I'm like, I haven't watched anything bad yet. Like it, if I, if I couldn't afford any of these things and I just had Amazon prime, there's enough content to keep you busy with, with television shows, with comedy, with dramas, with all kinds of stuff, horror, horror flicks. They really come out with some legitimate stuff. And if you didn't need to spend the money for Netflix or Disney or whatever, then why not just keep the Amazon prime and watch it? I mean, it's just as good. Um, we're paying for YouTube TV and they're going to show a huge decrease because as soon as the Super Bowl's over, they're out of here, buddy. <laughs> that's, that's, well, that's, that's why they're, if you look all, all the, all the uh, big, big networks are doing game shows now. Yeah. Game shows back to prime time. Well, and the, there's more than just that reason. Um, game shows are cheap to make. They can make a lot of them in a short amount of time. And with COVID regulations, you sort of have restrictions on keeping people in bubbles and then being able to use them for a certain period of time. You know, Vanna White and, and I read online, Vanna White and uh, Pat Sajak, they record, um, what was it? They record an entire season in three weeks. Okay. So basically they just record for three weeks and then they're done. Well, I get that. I, I get that too. But I think a lot of it's and, and it's definitely COVID has helped. But I think with with all the platforms like Netflix and Amazon Prime and all that, with all the new content coming out, yeah, they knew that they can't compete with it, especially being you know blocked by you know censorship of. They got to save money as much as possible. Well, on top of that, they, they can't they can't show any they can't curse a lot. They can't do anything like that. So they're they're limited on what they can put out. So the game show is what they're doing, and they. They see, I mean, you know, the mass singer. So all this stuff's working. So they're like, okay, people still like game shows and they're not watching. That's when they're, that's when they're not watching Netflix or, you know, mm-hmm. Hulu or whatever. So mm-hmm. they went back and they, they're rebooting like all these old game shows. Yeah. And plus these other channels are realizing other services like Hulu and stuff like that and Netflix. Uh, they're realizing that reality shows still work. So they're having like competition type shows that come across and they're hosting them on their network. They're like, Hey, why not? We can make this way cheaper. We don't need a big production. Oh, are, they, are, they doing, are they doing so? Like, I, I haven't noticed, I haven't noticed any of those. Yeah. They've been doing them on their shows. I mean, Netflix has got a lot of those cooking shows that where they compete in these bake-offs and, and pit boss masters and stuff like that. They all, all oh, kinds of cooking okay. So shows. they brought, they brought those shows too. They didn't create their own content. They just brought those shows to No, no, no. They're, they're creating their own content, but uh, it's easy to most do. Of those shows, most of those shows exist already. There's a lot of these shows that, I mean, they have their own spinoff name to it, but it's, it's, it's the, just basically the same show just recycled into their theme. Okay. Yeah. I noticed, I noticed last night on a commercial, uh, Paramount is doing a, a plus channel kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And they're doing lots. So all these, all these other companies are also are picking up live sports. Yeah. Like, like apparently, um, the national championship game, 
for college, it was shown on Nickelodeon. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they did a kids version. The um, <laughs> my wife was astounded that the college national championship game was on ESPN and not like one of the big four. She's like, "What if you couldn't afford ESPN? Like, you go to your neighbor's house." <laughs> I mean, yep. or you don't watch it. I mean, that's just, that's the option. They, they paid for that money to to be able to carry it and they're allowed to. Um, I know I've been saying a lot here, but I do want to talk about one show that, that you're probably not watching that I want to, I want to push a lot of people to watch because it's fantastic. I did not expect it. It's on HBO uh, or what they call HBO max. Now it's called the flight attendant. It is uh, penny from the big bang theory. Katie, Katie Kulko. Okay. Um, she apparently bought the rights to this book. It was a, it was a book that's apparently been on the bestseller list for a while. And they created, they created a show about it and it's 80 episodes. They're about an hour long a piece. It's amazing. She is a party girl stewardess who wakes up in bed with a dead guy, has no memory of what happened, but she's freaking out because she's in like Bangkok and she's like, Oh crap. Oh crap. Oh crap. Like he's, his throat is slit. And you're just like, but she panics to try to get out of there and in the process sort of makes herself look guilty in the process and she has these daydreams of talking to the guy and she's trying to remember conversations they had but she got so drunk she's having a hard time remembering any of the details and it is amazing rosie perez is in it she plays like one of her friends and a flight attendant as well she's got her own kind of stuff going on. She's got a best friend who's a lawyer that you realize along the way sort of works for the mafia. Um, <laughs> it's, there's a lot of stuff that goes on where you're like, wait, what? I mean, the action is intense. The storyline takes you places you wouldn't expect. Visually, it looks very impressive. Um, if you ever wondered if this chicken act, this is, this is her holy crap. She can act movie. I mean, show it's, it's a show. Amazing. It's called The Flight Attendant. I highly recommend watching it. Um, it's <laughs> probably the best thing I've seen in a while. It's pretty good. Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll at least watch an episode, try to give it a shot here. <clears throat> okay. Um, so that was, that was my winner of the week. You got a winner of the week? Uh, no, I, I, I basically have just done my usual. I, I, I watched WandaVision, and then we catch up a couple shows here and there. Um, I've, I've, got really a, I've got a loser of the week. You want to know a loser uh, of the week? Loser of the week? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Okay, this is a total garbage show. Uh, <clears throat> on Netflix, they came out with this, you know how everybody's doing these fantasy f- shows with witches and the devil and, yeah. you know, Witcher, wolves. And, and- yeah. So there's a lot of them that are pretty entertaining. Well, Netflix came out with this one called Fate, uh, the Winx Saga, W-I-N-X Saga. It's about fairies going to fairy school, like like Hogwarts almost. Garbage. down garbage 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 <laughs> garbage it is a garbage show now heard, the special effects are pretty cool like that in a long long time the special effects are pretty cool um there are some characters in there that are pretty to look at i'll tell you that um but the show is garbage garbage <laughs> it is it is so it is so awful that it's almost humorous how awful it is i mean <laughs> I, just want, I want people to watch it so they can go man what a pile of crap that is 
<laughs> it is really bad. Really bad. Really, really bad. I kept trying to find an analogy because um, I was like, I got to figure out some way to like class this up or say it in a way that's not just garbage. But I couldn't come up with one. I really couldn't. I was like, garbage is the only one that fits. Okay. I was like, is it is it Nick at night falls in love with Maybelline and they go, I got an idea for a show. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's, just, it's garbage. Uh, uh, all right. That yeah. is uh that's it's the, that it's the, the biggest pile of garbage I've seen in a very long time. Um that's the first time I've heard you say something so bad about any show ever to the point where like you literally can't think of another word other than garbage. It's garbage. It is <laughs> it's 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 the Alan of Dr. Moreau of TV shows. Yes, 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 yes. Alan of Dr. If you mix Isle of Dr. Moreau mixed with 90210. Oh, <laughs> now, I'm guilty in college. I did watch me some 90210, oh, but garbage. So that was my garbage wow. of the week. Um, I did, uh, I got a, my brother-in-law is big on, uh, letter Kenny. I don't know if you've ever watched letter Kenny. I haven't watched it, but I've heard about it as well. Okay. So letter Kenny is not easy to watch because it's Canadian accents and it's very fast, almost British type humor, but it's Canadian. So it's, it's, you, you know, there's some French in there because <laughs> Quebec isn't far away. Um, but Letterkenny is basically, it starts off every show and it says there are 5,000 people who live in Letterkenny. These are their problems. And it introduces you to a family, this guy named Wayne and his sister and his best friend and his other best friend. And they, they farm, they do chores, they raise dogs they drink, they fight and they have friends and their friends are really messed up. They got, <laughs> and it's, this is their small little town and it's not long before you meet everybody in the town and it's super weird and it's super funny. And my wife hates it. <laughs> it's, and I haven't decided yet because I've heard about it. I was, I was told it was kind of like a Canadian version of trailer park boys. Um, to me, it's a Canadian version of real life South park characters. Okay. So my wife hates it and I love it, which should tell you, you'll, you'll probably love it. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's not Wayne good. It's different, even though there is a character named Wayne. Um, but it's, it's so humorous to me. And then every once in a while, there's, there's people that I know on Facebook will comment a, a slogan from the show. They have a lot of catchphrases and there's a, somebody will post a catchphrase and, and we'll, we'll start texting each other back with catchphrases from the show and it will just go on and on and on. Cause there's a lot of these little one-liners you can throw out there, <clears throat> but they have a lot of pun humor. They love sitting around the table or sitting outside and coming up with puns about things. And it's just the humor is so fast. Sometimes I have to watch, I have to watch it and go, wait, I missed one. Rewind that. <laughs> I have to rewind it and hear it back again. Cause it's so funny. So anyway, there's like nine seasons out. Oh, wow. It's incredible. It's really incredible. All right. Um, well, the, the the late the lady left for the uh, for two days to go up to Greenville to see some friends and her daughter. So. Uh, oh no! I lost your voice. Wait, where'd you go? You went. You went silent on me. I can see your mouth move. Did you press a button? Oh no! Oh no! Oh no! 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 Okay. no, no. There, there you are. Is. Hey, you're back. I don't know what my internet was said. It was unstable. Sorry about that. Oh, but yeah. So, so she's so she's so she's gone for a couple of days. So that'll give me some time to check out something like that. Maybe they're quick episodes. Um, 
they're on Hulu, but Hulu has commercials and I hate Hulu cause it has commercials. And although thank you, Charles, for your password. Cause, uh, um, I wouldn't have found letter Kenny if it wasn't been for my brother-in-law going, Hey man, I like this show. I want you to watch it. Here's my password. So okay. thank you, Charles. Um, he's also the one who gave me the HBO, HBO go password. So I could watch, uh, anything. I mean, he didn't really tell me watch this show, but I just happened to find flight attendant. So, <laughs> but yeah, letter Kenny is stupid humor. They're short episodes. They're like 23, 24 minutes long, but it's, <laughs> it's so good. And so stupid and so wrong in so many ways. And I love it. So I'm in. Right. Um, On a quick side note, I'll open up my Facebook today. And you know what today is? The 25th of January. One today, today's, yeah, today's the day we went to see. The whole world changed a couple weeks later. We saw Joey Diaz in concert in Atlanta at the Tabernacle. The picture of us sitting at the restaurant yeah. popped up on my Facebook today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw that this morning. I was like, oh, that was a year ago? We didn't even know the world's going to end. <laughs> 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 I remember us spinning the wheel of death to find out what Greg was going to drink next. <laughs> <laughs> and he, she, the, the bartender made that mixture, and she goes, and she hands it to him. He goes, hey, it's not bad. And I was like, what? <laughs> It is not bad. Even she went, Ugh. Ugh, Yeah, when the bartender goes, that's, that's usually a bad sign. <laughs> he goes, really, it's less alcohol than what I was drinking before. I was like, ah. <laughs> I'm so glad we're not driving. <laughs> oh, Thank you, Uber. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was a, that was a fun trip. Um, and we had fun stuff planned for the year, more fun stuff. And yeah, everything kind of took a weird turn after that. It did. Um, I did notice today, and I I don't know why I didn't think about it before, but when COVID outbreak started, there was a conversation that happened where I remember people saying, oh, man, can you imagine being locked up with your significant other? The birth rate's going to be through the roof. We're going to have a huge baby boom. And apparently today they came out with a report saying that there was a sharp dip in births, that actually people had a significant drop in births. Um, not exactly sure why. Um, I know it had said a lot had to do with people being more cautious, try, you know, people trying to keep social distancing, but I was talking to my wife about it this morning and I said, well, maybe it also has to do with like accidental births. Cause there's not as many people going out and partying and they're staying away from each other and they're not drinking and, and making, you know, that oops, I'm pregnant situations happen. Um, maybe that's what contributed to that as well. That, that, that actually probably has a lot. I didn't even think about that. That makes a lot of sense. That's probably what it is. Yeah. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't a, a statistic that I thought would happen. I mean, I remember no, when I, it started, I thought, wow, this is gonna be there's gonna be a lot of babies coming around here around Christmas time. Yeah, I thought we were gonna have a lot of a lot of COVID babies. Yeah. Well, so we had a lot of more had a lot more of Netflix and not chill. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of sitting around thinking about things like, man, I can't go out and do anything. Maybe it's mental health across the board. Maybe it's uh, not just the fact that they can't socially do the things they were doing before. Maybe it's mental health from everybody being a little more paranoid, being a little more cautious, being a little more stay inside, hibernate. I don't know. Could, could be. I, don't I mean, know. 
I know TikTok apparently is way up because everybody's on there now doing those stupid dances. I mean, I don't understand TikTok. I don't get it. I know you downloaded it and you've showed, you shared a few videos and I, 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 I see it, but I just, as a platform, I don't really, I never, I never, never felt the urge to download it. I don't, I've tried to create a few things on there and it's, it's usually just YouTube videos that I've sped up to meet the, the requirements for the whatever 30 second, one minute, whatever it is time period. Like when I built the Razor Crest out of Legos, I made like a really fa- fast forwarded version of me building the Razor Crest out of Legos. Um, I mean, well, I did one. See, that kind of TikTok thing out. But I mean, everything is just some stupid little dancing or somebody trying to. Well, I like the ones that are, you know, the ones about people showing off their collection of bourbons and stuff. This is the thing that I think is the most expensive. This is the thing everybody wants to have. This is the thing people try to steal. This is the one that's kind of cute. I never see those. The only ones I see people posting are the the ones where people are trying to do, you know, video dances and things like that. Or, you know, the the, the girl who's coming out doing the song and then the girl, you know, you're gay, I'm gay too. And, you know. What is your algorithm? (laughs) <laughs> I was, I'm just saying, like, that's, that's, that's that's the ones that like the people are like showing whenever you're like looking at videos on you know on uh, uh, uh what was it uh what was i watching the daily show i think it was back for a while and they did something like that okay yeah i mean uh, christina pajinski does that uh show with her husband on youtube uh the two bears well tom segura you know two bears one cave they have a show called uh your mom's house on youtube it's a podcast as well. Um, she says that she loves finding the retards on TikTok, the ones with no teeth talking about how they got their mama pregnant or their their sister's oh, brother, gosh. uncle. With we know, I, I pulled her tooth the other day. It come out of my neck. You know, some crazy crap. She find, she she has an algorithm where she finds the most messed up people, and she loves sharing those videos on their your mom's house podcast. Um, I don't like those videos. I do find a lot of. I guess because I'm kind of a handyman and I look up handyman stuff. I, if I find a lot of handyman type stuff where they do, uh, nobody's going to know. They're going to know. Nobody's going to know. They're going to know. They're nobody's going to know. And they show like a like a like a door that that's a that's a bookcase and they pull it and it's like a secret room. You're like, oh, you know, they'll show some handyman secret of how they've done something. And I'm like, oh, dude, how did you do that? You're like it's it's kind of a quick reveal. I love those videos. I don't know why, but. The only one, the only ones that we saw recently that I thought were kind of cool. Uh, Bailey was home for Christmas, and Chrissy bought the the Echo Show. Mm-hmm. It's like a new version of the Dot with like a video screen. Yeah. Well, she was showing um, pictures of people who set up their Alexa for uh, like Alexa intruder alert, and like the whole light, the, all the lights in the house went like dark red, and it got black, and then you started playing like the the, the Emperor's theme song. And it's like, you know, oh, you fucked up. You messed up. You know, <laughs> you've seen those. Yeah, I've seen those. They have the red lights that suddenly flash and, yeah. you know, the sirens go off. And yeah, yeah, I like those. Yeah, I mean, there, it, it's so it's made me realize that a lot of the content that I normally consume is old. By that, I mean, like that video that you watched, that's stuff that you wouldn't have found if it had not been for TikTok and these young kids making these videos and showing you things that they pulled off. It's sort of, <clears throat> there's a lot of people doing stuff with like LED lighting <clears throat> and stuff in their rooms or in their, like building it into their furniture or hiding it in their bathroom behind mirrors in a way that that does something that I've never seen done before. And it sort of taps into this new thing of creative building concepts that 
I don't think I would have seen otherwise. Because your algorithm of your life is the thing I'm used to looking at. I'm going to keep looking at. It's, you know, we talked about it with politics. If you wear a red shirt or a blue shirt, that's kind of the what's going to be in your newsfeed. Um, same thing with anything else, though. If, if you're on Google and you Google a bunch of conspiracy theories, then when you open up everything on your social media, it's all going to be about conspiracy theories. If you do nothing but Google pictures of puppies and kittens playing, then everything that you open is going to have pictures of puppies and kittens playing. It's just the algorithm built to navigate its way to you. So I guess my brain, the way I work is I'm constantly looking up how to do things differently or how to light things differently or how to build things differently. And so that algorithm has then driven me towards that content. So so i guess this is the moment where you come out and you say guys i've been thinking about it you're gonna tell me you're a girl right come on oh yeah okay (laughs) now i will say this um i have family members that have gone through the coming out as as identifying as transgender and saying that they feel that they're not who they were born to be and I had a hard time wrapping my head around this until I watched a couple of these videos on TikTok. I don't know how they cycled through eventually into a feed, but I watched a couple of these videos where there's a girl or a guy on there talking about, you know, all my life, I never felt like who I was and this is how it started. And they show like a timeline video and I don't know how they do it. It's incredible the splicing that they do. I mean, I don't know enough about the app to do that kind of stuff, but they'll show a transition of their life of being a kid and then growing up and then finally doing the transition. And you're like, well, crap, you look like a totally different person. Like it's not who you started off being. And there's something about it very endearing to me that, that sort of melted my frozen heart about the issue. I mean, I, <clears throat> a lot of people will say they feel a way about a thing for a long time and they'll never change their stance. And I feel like I'm changing my stance. I feel like I'm a little more understanding and a little more, I don't know. I, I kind of want to hug all these people and say, I'm, I'm so glad you're happy. Like that's, that's well, kind yeah. of, you know, and, and, and it sort of the family members who have, you know, had come through our family and say these things, I kind of want to then reach out back out to them and say, I get it. I, you know, I, I don't know the right pronouns to use. I don't know how to, how to treat you differently than what I know you as for all these years of our lives together, but I'm going to work. It's not any kind of disrespect to you. Right. I, just, I, this is something, you know, kind of new. Right. So, you know, when we were younger, <clears throat> I sort of got in trouble with one of our good friends, Rodney. Um, cause he, uh, he came to visit me when I was in the Marine Corps in California and he was like, you know, Hey, let me, let me take you on a tour of the area. Have you been around? I was like, I've been nowhere. I've been to this base and that's it. And he's like, well, let me take you on a tour. And he knew a little bit about Los Angeles. And so he took me for a drive and we were driving around and we were literally on the five in downtown LA and it was at night and I don't know, something in my brain said, let's not think it in silence. Let's say it out loud. So I, I said, hey, Rodney, I, you know, listen, we're best friends. I love you. You know, nothing's going to change the way I feel about you. I just want to know, are you gay? And he was like, what? And he like almost wrecked us on the five. <laughs> and I was like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't. I mean, you can tell me if you are. It's not going to change the way I feel about you. Like, you know. I don't feel like you're ever going to come on to me or he's like, no, I'm not gay. And I was like, okay, well, I mean, I was just asking he, and I was, cause I was like, you know, I'm, I'm at the time I'm like 22, 23. We're both 22, 23 and I'm married with two kids and 
he's never, as I knew it, had a time, had a girlfriend or been interested in a girl. And I was just like, I don't know, there was some stupid part of my brain. It was like, you know, if I'm being fair, I need to ask more questions. That was, I guess that was the beginning of my life of asking questions to people around me other than just assuming things. And we all do that. We all go through life just assuming things is what we see. We don't ask questions. Um, and I know that I've been brash and and arrogant and ignorant a lot, um, assuming things about people and not asking enough questions or not listening enough. And that was sort of the beginning of my time period where I wanted to ask questions and learn. And so ask, you know, asking him while it offended him, it wasn't meant to be an offense. You know, I was legitimately trying to tell him, you know, listen, I love you no matter what. And he was like, no, I'm, I'm Filipino and I'm Catholic. Like my family, it's been drilled into my head that I have to get a career before I even entertain the idea of a girlfriend. Like there's no option. I cannot, I'm not supposed to have sex before I'm married. I'm not supposed to even establish anything until I get a career established. And I am just now getting out of college. And I was like, okay, I didn't understand that though. I was an idiot. And, and that's not an, that's not an idiot. That was just a different, I mean, look, when, when, when Rodney not stayed in, in uh, Cookville, mm-hmm. many of my friends asked the same question. Yeah. You know, they, they, they didn't, they didn't understand. They didn't know. I had some people ask if we were gay together. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, I mean, I understand that. I mean, and a lot of people, again, a lot of people are still trying to figure out things. And sometimes we say things out loud that we don't necessarily mean as being hurtful. Uh, some people do, but you know, like I've been out before. What was it? When I was dating my wife at the time, um, Greg had come to town to visit and we were supposed to go out and sing karaoke. So I get to the place and I'm trying to set up a table and I'm looking at the book and, and uh, you know, he comes in the room and I'm like, Hey buddy, you know, we're sitting around talking and stuff and and we're having a good time and people see us having a good time. And this girl comes up and she's like, Hey, I just want to know, are you guys gay? And I was like, what? She goes, we've been over here the whole time. You hadn't hit on us. And I'm like, well, I have a girlfriend and he's married. Like, no, we're just, we're best friends. And Oh, okay. And I was like, that's a weird question to ask. May, I don't know. Maybe, 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 you were, maybe, maybe, maybe that was about their self-esteem, not about your, you know, you guys. I think it was, but it was, it also sort of nodded its head towards us and, 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 and me personally, because of the things that I've said and done in the past where I thought, well, that was a stupid thing for me to do. Why did I do that? And we all make mistakes and we're all trying to learn, but you know, again, watching back to the point, watching these videos, I sort of realized that I've taken a rough stance on this for a long time and not really taken into concept the idea of who the person is and their own internal struggles of who they are. And I thought, you know, that's unfair. That's, that's really unfair of me. Um, and I need to have a more open mind. Um, because I mean, again, I do have family members who are now coming out and saying, Oh, I've, you know, I'm, I'm transitioning to be a boy or I'm transitioning to be a girl. And I'm like, what you know it's just the it's the shock of the understanding of in your brain you sort of categorize everything as going okay i know where that is i know what that is i know what that what that's not that thing anymore you right, know well, that, that's 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 what that's what that's the whole point is like it's not that it's not that uh you're you, you're against it you just never had it never, never had it there in your face never really dealt with it so you know all you've ever seen is you know shows on tv that made you know it seemed like it was a, a a taboo kind of thing. Right. Well, and it always seemed like it was something that happened to other people in other places. Like it was never affecting me and where I live and stuff like that. I mean, growing up here in our small town of Florence, we knew some people who 
didn't really come out as gay in high school, but we kind of had a feeling they were gay. And then when they become adults, they're like, yeah, I'm gay. You're like, oh yeah, I knew all that. You know, it never right. changed my relationship with them, but you know, in, in watching some of this stuff that's, that's on TV now, you know, and I, and I, I wonder how much did they struggle? How much, how hard was it for them to just be themselves? And I, you know, I know that a lot of people get upset about the, the TV shows nowadays always having an agenda of having a trans person or always having a, mixed race person or always having someone with a, with a physical handicap. And I'm like, it's kind of necessary in order for it to normalize the conversation so that you don't think about that person as that, as much as you think about them as a person. Right. Although I still will say, I still will say this. Caitlyn Jenner did not belong to be the person of the year. No, that was ESPN. They screwed that up. Um, that was that was that was wrong. There was a lot of female right. athletes that deserved the right to win that award that year, and she was she was not it. No. <laughs> now, as a humanitarian type effort, yes, you could say that she did a lot for the trans community of being a model type A macho guy that won decathlons in the Olympic in the Olympics, coming out, and you go, okay, cool, good for you. I mean. Yes, that does deserve attention. That does deserve conversation. Right. That does deserve all of that. But does not deserve per sports uh, uh, no. person of the year. No, no. But then you ask the question of like Time Life magazine during two, during uh, 9-11, they came out and said that Osama bin Laden was man of the year because they're like, or person of the year. Person of the year. I mean, man. it's it's shriek worthy, but it's honest. I mean, that's that's the part is they weren't, they weren't necessarily saying, listen, we're happy about this, but it changed the world. I mean, it was the most impactful person of the year that year. Oh, yeah. um, I like the fact that people now can use different type uh, software on their computer or on their phone to make different things as person of the year now. So like yeah. this, this past year, they had Grogu as person of the year yeah, <laughs> or, or different, you know, different comedians that put their name up, you know, with them like Burt Kreischer had one of him on the treadmill in a speedo person of the year. And it sort of shows him running in a speedo with his shirt off. <laughs> it's like, ah, <laughs> I love that kind of stuff, man. I think that's humorous, but you know, it, there is always the debate of, of, what's right. And then what's on your team. Like there's always that team aspect. Um, I asked this question to Greg the other day and I took a picture of it cause it was, I saw it on Facebook and I thought, wow, what a good, what an interesting subject. And I, I kind of wanted to get your opinion on it. Um, <clears throat> I saw this on Facebook and it, it sort of, it got me thinking. Okay. So the, I'm just going to read you what it says. It says for those taking the vaccine, do you feel safer or do you feel like a good person? And I, I wanted to get your thoughts on it. I, I asked the question to Greg and not to put words in Greg's mouth, but Greg said, I feel like a good person. And I said, okay. He goes, because I don't feel that our age group and our physical ability is in the at-risk category, but it does make me feel like a good person to take it, to know that I'm doing my part. He said, now I have to do my part because of my job. I mean, I can't be the guy in charge of, you know, infectious disease and not take the vaccine. You right. Know. That would look bad. Right. But even then in saying that, I realized that it's, that it's being a good person. Right. And I, and I would, I would tend to agree. Um, basically I, I look at it like, okay, as someone who's never, well, never taken a flu shot since I've been old enough to take my own choices to take a flu shot. I don't take them. Yeah. But with this, 
Now, I am going to wait a little while longer and let all the frontline employees. We'll have to. Right. But I'm going to let all those guys get theirs and make sure that, you know, there's no long-term adverse side effects, anything like that. But yes, if I, if, if, if the opportunity comes in and I have the opportunity to take the vaccine, will I take it? Yes. And I'll take it because I want to be a good person. Right. It's not that I, I feel safer. I, 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 I mean, honestly, I think a mask is going to be around for a little while. I mean, I do too. I, I don't think masks are going away. I think it's going to be no. our new normal. I mean, I hate, I hate even saying the term new normal, but I made a comment to Dolores. I said, we need to start buying masks we're comfortable with. Yep. Not, not just the paper ones, not just the one your friend made. We need to start buying legitimate masks that we were happy with. And she was like, really? I, mean, I was like, I don't, I don't think this is changing. 15 years ago when I lived in New York, when we were riding over there, you walk downtown in Manhattan, a lot of the people that were coming over from Asia, they were already wearing them back then. Right. And I remember making fun of those people. I mean, you'd see it on TV yeah, and you're oh, like, yeah. why are they walking around on the streets with masks on? That's so stupid. Well, now we're doing it. I made fun of them as well. Yeah. I, laughed, I, I laughed at the concept. And now they've been doing it for 15 years, at least I know of. Maybe probably, I'm sure, I'm sure a lot longer than that. And now it's going to, unfortunately, like you said, it's our new normal. Well, and I agree with you on the good person aspect. I think if I'm going to take it, it's to be a good person. It's not necessarily to protect myself. Although... I asked that question to Greg. I said, so I've never been one who's wanted to take the next thing that comes out, whatever the vaccine is for this or that. I'm, I'm not one of those of, oh, yeah, I need to get this flu shot every year. I don't right. want to get a flu shot every year. To me, to me, it does more damage than good just in my stupid monkey brain mindset. Okay, I'm, I was in the Marine Corps. You know, I think they, it's the same way, man. they made us take everything. I'm sure I got some experimental crap in the Marine Corps that makes me glow in the dark if I look at it the right way. Um, <laughs> I know my kids, my kids got immunized. And I mean, Jacob was two when I got out of the Marine Corps and like, I kept taking him to the health department to get boosters. And they're like, no, he's good till college. I was like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Both kids have to come here. Yeah. Yours don't. I was like, Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but. Cool, I guess. Well, um, I'm just, I, I, you know, the whole, the whole funny joke, I guess, I can't remember which comedian it was, but it's talking about the fact that vaccines, polio was gone, measles were gone. And then these people start vaccinating their kids because they're worried that it's giving them all um, um, autism. And now we've got measles back and we've got polio back. I mean, so, I mean, vaccines do work. Yeah. Well, and, and Greg said, he said, I recommend taking it. He said, for the average flu shot, uh, you know, that's debatable. He said, for this, if I were you, I'd take it. I said, okay. Yeah, and that's, and that's, and that's my thought process. Like I said, once it's, once it's, once it's um, opportunity for us to get it, just like the regular, you know, people on the street, yeah. I'll take it at that point because it'll be, it'll be probably a year, year and a half. And uh, I think that that's going to be more along the lines of you'll know any kind of long-term side effects or, you know, any kind of adverse, you know, reaction kind of stuff. And I'll take it, like you said, I'll take it to try to be a good, it's just the same reason why I wear my mask. Yeah. You know, when I go to the store, I mean, people don't have to ask me to go put on a mask. I'm not. To me, it's guy. just, it's being respectful to people who are struggling. That's it. That's all it is. That's you know, working in the restaurant industry. We get, we, you know, I, I, I take these reservations. I have to tell people, by the way, we do require masks to come into the building. Mm-hmm. We do require, you know, to keep it on until you get to your table. And you it's have to go to the bathroom, put it on for when you need right. it to go to the bathroom. And it's silly because a lot of times they're coming in, their table's right beside where we came in. So, I mean, yeah. really, it's not the deal and they're taking it right off. But it's the perception of what other people see. It's the so habit. It's like just, 
you have to get into the habit of it being what you do. Like, like seatbelts. It just has to be like when we were kids, like hardly nobody wore seatbelts. You just stand up in the front seat and your mom would give you that arm every time she hit the stoplight, you know, but at a certain point they went, yeah, seatbelts are kind of important. So you start wearing your seatbelt. And when you get in every day and you go, all right, we're not starting the car until you put seatbelt on. Then you go, okay. And you just get in the habit of it. Like I was in uh, I was in TJ Maxx the other day and uh, there was a family in there and this kid was with his mom and there was a, uh, a two piece bikini that came with a face mask. It was a three piece. <laughs> so it matched. Just, this is the, this is the new, this is going to be the new normal. Like this, you know, it's it like, it's going to, it's going to become so normal that not people aren't, gonna, aren't even going to understand it. Like it's going to be like, what, what do you mean they didn't have to wear a face so mask? So see they're, they're fashion forward. They're thinking about the fact of if we make it look appealing across the board so that it's all three match, then people are going to buy it. And, and, and you're not going to wear the mask all day, but let's just say you're out on the beach and then you got to go in, to some place to use the restroom. Right, you, on, you go in the restroom, you come back out. Right. Yeah. But it's just it's just like with, with the thing, same thing with saying that they they started thinking forward ahead, like the car companies did. You know, you know what made me really remember to put my seatbelt on forever? Were cars when I first got in them that automatically seatbelted you. Like you yeah, never, I remember the Subaru did that. Yeah. So you never you never you never had to worry about putting your seatbelt on. It just did it for you. And so now every time I get in the car, the first thing I think about is putting my seatbelt on because I got trained to think that I can't crank the car till my seatbelts click. I watched the thing on um, the um, the guys who do Top Gear on the BBC channel. Mm -hmm. They did they did a, a special. I guess it was 2005 era because they were on TV for 20 something years on the BBC. Um, and they did a crash test at 35 miles an hour, a head on collision crash test with a with a pylon so the the pylon's not moving it's just right. running into it and they showed how they were increasing their safety standards and that any car built before 2005 the best they could do was a three-star crash rating and they said this is what it means and they had a car that they the same car that they took and they wrecked it over and over and over again and they said this is your three-star this is the best they can do up to this year. This year, we have a five-star, and they showed what that looked like. And then they showed what a four-star looked like in a crash. And they were like, if you got a two-star, this is what it looks like. And basically, it was the, the driver was just obliterated. And at 35 miles an hour, just obliterated. And he goes, which do you want to own? And, and, and they're like, we're not, we're not, we've used different car companies. We've used different scenarios. We wanted to show a legitimate crash, what, what crash test rating means. And you can Google that. You can look up on YouTube at top gear crash test rating and the video come up. And it's, I was like, holy crap. I'm so glad I have a vehicle that's a 2013 because it is definitely a five-star crash rated truck. I mean, I would not feel comfortable being in something that's not, I mean, it, and I say that, and then I also feel like a hypocrite because my dad has a rat rod that's a zero crash rating. <laughs> and I made, I made a comment to somebody that I wanted to see if it would go 100 miles an hour. And they're like, you're an idiot. And I was like, okay, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if you're, on a flat, if you're on a straightaway, if you're at a racetrack or something, sure. See if it'll do 100. That wasn't my scenario. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'll be honest. There's enough reckless boy in me that that's like, I want to see how fast I can go in this danger thing i mean i don't know i can't explain it i i want to be safe but at the same time i don't want to be safe at times does that make any sense that doesn't make it any sense. sense no it makes total sense everything's well, great until that steering wheel starts doing this and you're like, oh shit well and yeah it, it'll do that so but yeah. hey 
It'd be fun. Until <laughs> 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 you're like, oh no, that was a mistake. You know, that's always your last thought. Like that's what I thought when I was doing the the bailing wire thing. I was like, oh, I'll just get this done. And ah, you know, there's that moment where you go, I can't take this back. Like, oh crap. Yeah. But you can't, you can't live your life as though you're gonna ha- like something's gonna happen. There's a lot of people you out there that are scared to do anything. Wrap. Yeah, you can't wrap yourself in bubble wrap. You gotta, you gotta live life. I mean, that's that's how you learn. Um, now, hopefully, my incident will at least let people know. Hey, when you're handling bailing wire, be careful. Put on safety goggles. Yeah. So, oh, by the way, uh, that appointment is Wednesday. Wednesday. Um, I'm going Wednesday to supposedly get the stitches out and they're going to map the eye and, and then you're going to go to the other doctor me, for the lens. No, the same doctor. They're going to, they're going to talk to me about uh, options for the lens. So I don't know the time period yet. I won't know anything until Wednesday's appointment, but I'll have an update um, the next time we get together and I'll have all kinds of information. So we'll do all that. Right. Um, I did want to talk about one star Wars thing before we wrap this okay. up. If, if you're up for it. Uh, you know, I've never, I, it, it, I, you know, it's, it's, it's the, uh, the meme that I sent you, you know, your, 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 your coworker talks about star Wars and five, three hours later, this is you. Yeah. So Waiting. I'm going to show this picture to you on the camera and I know you've seen it. Uh, it's Boba Fett's helmet. It's probably not going to focus. It's Boba Fett's helmet. Okay. And, yes. I and, it's, it. and it's Luke Skywalker's reflection of return of the Jedi where he's yeah, on no, the, I, He's on the, you're going to he, send that to me. He's on the, he's on, oh, I can do that. Hey, look at, look at the smart guy. Look at you. <laughs> we live in a day of technology. Man, there's no telling what we could have done if we'd have had this kind of crap when we were younger. Of course, we'd not oh, be in jail. Been a lot of trouble. Yeah, we'd have been in a lot of trouble. There'd have been a lot of videos that couldn't be posted. Yeah, no kidding. Um, so that, that red light over there? Oh, don't worry about that red light. That yeah. means it's off. Yeah. Oh yes, I did see this one. This is um, this is from um, when he was when he when he went right, right before Boba Fett goes into the Sarlacc pit. Right. So that's the view that he saw as Luke was coming across. So if your brain's doing what mine did, you're thinking about that last Mandalorian episode and how he bounced. He went hyperspace and bounced and didn't see Luke come in the scene. How's he going to feel seeing Luke? That's I a- mean. We're live. It, it it suddenly made me realize. Oh crap! We're living in a time period where he can go, we can go hunt Han Solo again. Like he wouldn't be in the Sarlacc pit if it wasn't for Luke and Han. And he's like, you know, he feels a certain way about things. I mean, he went in there and took over Jabba's palace. That's probably what the story of the Book of Fed is going to be about. If you're going to have some flashback episodes of whatever, you're going to have a fast forward version, and hopefully they'll bring in the guy that played Han Solo in the in the movie. They'll age him a little bit to kind of look like a Han Solo of this time period, because they're not going to be able to use Harrison Ford. I mean, let's just be honest. But how cool is that? I mean, that didn't dawn on me until I saw that picture. I didn't even think about that either. I, I honestly didn't think about it. I just saw this and thought it was kind of cool. Like. This was probably the last thing that he, his last view before he had to crawl himself out and start like that. Yep. Wasn't it, wasn't it him upside or Han Solo upside down and blind and, and asking for a, 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 the, the laser gun, whatever from Chewbacca. Yeah. yeah Cause he was shooting. Cause yeah, he was hanging upside down from the little, uh, the little, he was, he was trying not to fall into the Sarlacc pit. A right, little boat. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, give me your gun. He goes, you can't see. He goes, I'll, I'll make it happen. And he shoots. Yeah. 
That's true. I didn't so even Bu- think Bu- that. Bubba's going to feel a certain way about that. He's been having a long time to think about it. Oh, yeah, a long time. A long time. So. Interesting. I, I actually, now that you now that I see the actual picture here instead of on the screen, I do know exactly what you're talking about. But I did not think of the concept of Boba Fett and Luke being in the same timeline again. Yeah. That yeah. one, that one was that, that, that one, that, that, that's uh he's going to have some feelings. Wow. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> I mean, he's, he's not happy about Jedi to start with because they killed his dad. I mean, he's really not going to be happy about this. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's going to be one of those where like Mando he's, he's has to have a confrontation with Luke, but they're going to, but they're going to have, but this, but it's, they're going to have to put differences aside for the or good not. or not. And that's, that's a possibility as well. So we'll see. That's, that's a good one. I didn't think, it, I didn't even think about that one. See, I knew you'd get a kick out of that. <laughs> I, I, I did. I mean, like I saw the picture and I thought it was cool, but I didn't even think about the concept. Like you said, two timelines being brought together again, yeah. Yeah. or two people being brought together again. In a, in two, a different two catalyst timeline. characters. Yeah. 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 So anyway, I just wanted to share that little fun with you. That's a great, that's a great way to finish it off. Cause now I know that your brain is like my brain did. It did this hyper mode of like, you hear the engines warming up. Going, you're like, ah. <laughs> did you, did you like the one quad less Qui-Gon's be bygones? Yes. That was hilarious. <laughs> that's so funny. I thought, that, I thought that should be the star Wars Valentine's day card. That's so funny. I love that. That was great. That was really great. I'm going to enjoy, listen, after watching the animated show, and thank you for recommending that. I know you and Alex both were on me about watching the the Clone Wars and Rebels. Um, after watching those, I am so looking forward to seeing Darth Maul come back. I'm looking forward to all of these characters that were on there. I really want to see who they cast as... as um, Sabine. 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 Sabine Wren. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ventress. I mean, Ventress is going to have to be somebody tall... Yeah. Badass, tall, lanky, scary. I mean, <sighs> who's the girl that that's on the Avengers? The blue chick, um, something Gillian, Kristen Gillian, I think is her name. Um, uh, she was on the. Talking about the younger, the newer one or the older ones? The Guardians of the Galaxy. She's the blue chick, the the daughter of Thor. That that's their oh, adversary oh, for a while. Oh, oh, oh! I know you're um, talking about Gamora's sister. Um, yeah, I know you're talking about that. That chick is she, she, capable, she, she, but she's short. That's well, the only problem. Do, they can do a lot with camera angle and things like that. True, know? true. But I'd really like to see them get an unknown somebody no, who's. I think, they, I think they will. I think they will. Yeah, somebody who's tall and lanky and. And has the ability to, to do the moves. I mean, because it's going to have to be somebody very athletic. I mean, even with the wiring and the and CGI, just the way she handles a lightsaber, she's got to be super athletic. I mean, it's going to have to be like a pro, a, 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 an ex-pro athlete or a someone who's like an NCAA athlete who then got into modeling and then maybe is now doing movies. I mean, it's going to have to be that type of character. I would think some probably maybe some some somebody mixed mixed martial arts. Okay, except that they're they're usually too bulky. I mean, the the faster ones are usually too small. I mean, well, that's what I'm saying. It's someone someone who didn't make it to like the full on, you know. Okay. But like you know, they 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 they, they attempted it and tried it, and it just you know they were a little too little too female for it to be safe. And not trying to you know what you want to say that you know they were a little too thin, a little too tall. 
but yet they were really into it for a while. Maybe. I don't know. I would think that I would think that that, that got kind of style would bring bring the right type person. I mean, you're. I think the the biggest woman height wise uh, in MMA right now, top of her class would be Cyborg or Holly Holm. Uh, I think they're both around six foot, uh, but they look like a. But they they look a little. Butcher. They look they look like a like a wrecking ball of a person. I mean. Right. Well, I'm saying I don't think they're going to go with anybody like too that. Bulky. I, I think they'll go with somebody who's like you know. Who, who tried to become an MMA fighter in a professional level and they yeah. just were a little too like, um, did you, did you see the movie, uh, the, the, they did about, uh, Paige, the diva, um, for WWE mm. with, um, okay. Well, there, there, there were, there were like these, there were three girls along with this other girl and they were all kind of like model types, but they were all doing like all the, you know, the, the, the preparations and all this kind of stuff. So they were, they were getting pretty badass, but they just didn't make it because they were just, you know, just ran, average run of the mill, pretty girls who had a little bit of athletic ability. Hillary Swank could do it. You think Hillary Swank could pull it off? Ventress? Yes. Yes. All right. I mean, she, I could see she's a muscular athletic chick. But she's she's still got a smaller frame, but she's a hell of an actress. I don't know if she'd be interested in doing it though. Um, I'm kind of curious. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm thinking. How tall is Hillary Swank? She's only five six. Hmm. Yeah. Again, you got a camera angle kind of. Yeah, thing. yeah. I mean, she was really athletic in Million Dollar Baby. She's done a lot of science fiction type stuff. I mean, she's got that Netflix show now that's. She's, you know, heading to Mars. I forget the name of it. I've talked about it on here. Um, but she's only 5'6". Damn. I don't know. It, 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 maybe, I mean, maybe, Katie Sackhoff is already cast in as... as maybe, some, maybe some track and field female athlete, you know, that's really lean. Yeah. Sigourney know, Weaver's too old to do it. I don't, think I, don't think, I don't think they'll go with somebody who's a famous, famous person. Yeah. I think they'll bring in somebody new. I've heard them talking about... Uh, Robert Downey Jr. apparently wants to play Thrawn and fans are like, no, no, don't bring him in to play this role. Fan, uh, fans are pissed off about it. They don't, they're like, we know he's friends with John Favreau because of Iron Man, but no. And I'm like, yeah, I, just, I don't see him as that guy. I really don't. No. He don't have the accent. I mean, he's, he can fake it for the, um, whatchamacallit, the, the Sherlock Holmes movies, but you, you kind of need a, a British dude, a, British, a younger yeah, British dude. I, I was going to say, you need kind of a British dude. I mean, like a... Somebody younger. Maybe, maybe uh, what was the guy's name that did uh, 007? The, the blonde guy? Was he blonde? The guy who's playing 007 now? No, no. Well, that, I, thought they, I thought somebody else was... Daniel Craig, is that who it is? Yeah. I mean, he's a Star Wars fan. He was in the Star Wars movie as a stormtrooper. Uh, Ray Ray did the the mind melt thing and had him drop his gun and and unshackle her. I mean, I don't know. If that was kind of a hidden moment, but he's a big oh, Star yeah. Wars fan. And he's like, I want to do it. I'll do anything. And they're like, you be a stormtrooper. He's like, done. <laughs> I mean, why not? I mean, if you're if you're a fan, you'll carry the character. I mean, I I think he does think have he a voice that would that would translate to that. Right, and, I, and he he has that he has that calm physical demeanor. presence. He has that calm demeanor presence kind of attitude that Thrawn has. Yeah. And Thrawn doesn't necessarily have to be physical. I mean, even though. No. But he well, looks well, he looks that way. He Daniel looks. Craig, he, Daniel Craig doesn't look like he's a physical kind of guy. Right. 
He looks like you're just your average kind of, you know, regular Joe. But Thrawn, to me, Thrawn is is more mental. He looks he looks menacing. I mean, I, the red eyes, obviously, the blue skin, the contrast. But the red eyes is the first thing you notice. But also, like he's got like really high cheekbones, and he has a command of his voice. And I mean, Daniel Craig could do that. It's very possible. But I don't I know just, if he, I don't know if he'd want to. I, again, budget wise, I don't know if they could afford to to put him in as that. Unless he was just such a fan, he was like, "I'll do it for nothing." I mean, <laughs> well, that's the thing. here's the thing. Like like with Ventress, I think they need to go for somebody who's kind of new and fresh. But for Thrawn, I think they need somebody to draw somebody more established. Because your your average person who's not a big Star Wars kind of junkie mm-hmm. is not really going to know who Thrawn is. Okay. And Thrawn is a major, major character in the next step of this, 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 this iteration of Star Wars. Well, listen, let's put this out to the fans, okay? If there's anybody listening, what's your opinion? Give us your opinion of what you think. Who should play Thrawn? If you don't know who Thrawn is, like, do a little Google research. Just find out who he is. There's lots of video out there, lots of images. You can see what he looks like. Um, the guy who played his, you know, who did his voice or whatever, listen to some videos and hear how he sounds. He has a very almost like a chess moves kind of mentality of, I know several moves before you know it kind of attitude. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, give me your opinion. I mean, share it on here. Well, I'll share your opinion on here. If you want to come on and debate us about it, we'll debate you about it. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> we can do that now. We got Zoom, baby. <laughs> so anyway, I'm going to wrap this up. We've been on for a long time. Um, again, thank you for being on here. Um, I didn't know what I was going to talk about before I started. I literally had... One, two, three, four, five things written down, and, and we talked about way more than that. So that was great. Um, you make it easy, buddy. Thank you. Always fun hanging out with you and being part of the cast, man. Yeah, man. I wish we could hang out in person. I know that'll come back around, but um, looks like it's not going to happen until I can hey. see you properly. <laughs> at least, at least, at least, you know, at least we got this for now. Yeah. Oh, mom said she she heard your comment about. See, I'm trying really hard not to curse. Your mom will thank me. She she did thank you. So. <laughs> unfortunately i did not do so well on this episode that's Sorry, okay it's, it's it happens so anyway um appreciate it brother take care love you love uh you everybody too, out it. there thanks for listening please remember to rate review subscribe it does help the channel succeed uh i need your help whatever you can do it, it you know this this growing this channel helps everything continue so um until next time you want to do it you the cow <laughs>